We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Our guest for today's episode is Jermaine Jones, former US International World Cup player, Eintracht Frankfurt, Schalke, Blackburn, New England Revolution, and LA Galaxy. So we talk about the differences in the youth landscapes between US and Germany, coaches who made a difference in his career and why, and then a really unique perspective on social media and branding including his current project that he's working on. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts at Gary Kernin on Twitter, at Gary Kernin on Instagram. Before we begin, a quick reminder to set aside five or ten minutes today. Get online and check out Sports Lab 360. We're excited about the work they're doing to help educate and develop players from a soccer IQ perspective. More coming up at the halfway point with an exclusive podcast offer. Here's Jermaine. Enjoy. Jermaine, thanks so much for joining me today for the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. Excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. I've got to ask about development uh, because your development was a lot different from a lot of US-based players. How would you describe your experience in, in the development phase at, at Frankfurt? Um, I think like, you, you, you understand really quick that... Um... That it's 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 development, but it's like a lot of pressure behind you. And um, why you know, especially playing in Frankfurt, running to the Frankfurt Academy, that was the biggest team in Frankfurt. So you knew that most all kids want to play there, and um, and everyone's trying to get your position. So it's important, of course, to develop is good. But I think the uh, the most biggest part what you learn in that time is the handle the pressure. What is what comes with this whole development and the whole academies. Yeah, so where do we get that wrong? Because if we're so winning focused over here in this country, should that yeah. not actually put more pressure on us? Um, I think if you see it from 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 the other standpoint, from other sports, is the pressures on yes, but um, we we still running behind in in soccer, in um, that the pressure is not that high. You, you can see the biggest take now out the the, the World Cup when when we missed the World Cup. There was like maybe for three days a conversation, and then everything was okay. Realized England or Germany or the big countries will not go to the World Cup. How much pressure they have to 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 handle that in in newspaper, TV shows, in all kind of stuff. And I think that is something what we need here in the in the league or in general in in, in that sport to to yeah to, to to push to that maximum level. You know. So I've got to ask now, are you saying that then relegation and promotion impacts then success of the, the U.S. national team? Yeah, yeah. I think it's something where I always looked in and I always say it, it is so good if you have a second and a third or a second sec or first, second and third league. It's, it's, it's just, it, it brings a different level to the game, right? And, um, and, I, and, and I look forward, right? at the end, the most important thing have to be the national team. And that's why I always said, like, the best players have to go overseas if they have the opportunity. But um, if we at one point have this quality, what, what I think we can really build and, and create here, if we have that, 
then it's 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 for us is it's the best. And we will see like all the superstars will come and want to try to play here in the states. Coaches, which coach impacted you you the most during your career, and why? Uh, I had I would say like I had two coaches or three where where I looked really in. It was um of course uh Jurgen Klinsmann for the national team, and then um then I had uh, uh Hoop Stevens. But uh, you know it's it's tough to take them out. All they had all different coaching exec. How you say it in English? Coaching um, qualities. Yeah, coaching qualities, coaching styles. You know, and um, and I think it was I I I take Hoop Stevens when he when he was coached. Then when I came back from Blackburn Rovers, and he said, whatever happened, show me on the field. You know, whatever happened, why you left, I don't care. Show me on the field. Then Freedom Funke, he was sitting with me when I was two thousand in I think. Four or five when I went when I wanted to leave Leverkusen, he called me and he said, "I'll give you a last chance in Frankfurt if you want to come back." And then Jurgen, of course, Jurgen, everybody knows my relationship with him. And um, but I've been through the years now, eighteen years playing. I've been to I would say every coach I had impacted me on that. What I can now have, what can I, what I can bring to the field as a coach, maybe. Why? We said like a couple ones. I maybe went in a fight and stuff like this, but still, I find something what I can take out to be maybe a better person or a better coach, just for the future. I was a big Klinsman fan. Uh, still am. I always felt that I thought it would really turn when he got here, and always was very curious about how he was. You know what the buy-in was like, what he was like to work for. I mean, what what you mentioned him then at the start. Then what was. What were the things that he done for you? What did you enjoy about Klinsman? I would say like just his honesty, like honest, the unbelievable honest, and then work ethic. Like he was one. Every time when you come to the coaches' office and stuff, he tries to get every day better. What impacted me so much was when I came back two thousand fourteen. I always said I want to make an impact here and help this country to develop in sport in soccer in in develop. Uh, yeah, making that 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 whole sport bigger, and and especially having him then coming into the national team, I remember, and I said to everyone, I said he will change a lot. Why, his outcome? He wants to get better. He wants to make this. He he was trying to help make the next step, and 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 I think we made it with the national team. And you saw back in days when I started, we just played against most of the time Panama, Jamaica, Honduras, all the areas around us here. But then with him, we started getting more contacts and we drew him too that, that we went to Italy, England we have more competition to, to see how we really improve us against the best and um, but then yeah his, his, his work ethic is, ethic is it's ridiculous and that's something where I look really up to him and I've still been I'm still in touch with him, I talk with him just to, to figure out and, and learn from him. Let's talk about then your coaching journey at the minute then so you've, yeah. you've done your, your coach education with the Irish FA in Belfast you enjoyed yeah. that? Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. I tell you that the whole package to, to take the whole package around. It's it's just it's a blast. It's like really good. You get good stuff. Just just the, how they teach you, how they, they explain everything. It's it's unbelievable. And then just human beings. Pff, eh, yeah, Nigel Best and all the guys are amazing persons. When I met you in Chicago, you mentioned the difficulty that that former players can have in talking and presenting in front of guys, knowing the information, but then presenting it is uncomfortable. How do you overcome that? Or is that something that comes naturally to you? Um, I think it's natural, like sometimes, but I, I I would say it's natural maybe in the beginning, but then you can learn it. Everyone can learn it. 
I think this is why I say it's, sometimes it's it's easier to say go in the in the lower rankings where like you you face youth players who look up to you, then it's easier to talk instead of you standing in front of. We say like when we went to Irish and then you or I went to the US Soccer Federation did the the license and yeah, if you step out and and you're on stage right now and you have to explain something where you normally been tons of times in the training sessions. But you were never the one who have to explain it, and in in and that is something, yeah, where people have to have to figure out how it goes. But I would say that from from session to session, now you get so confident that you 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 don't think about it anymore. Like it's just like this is like this is what I love, this is what I do, and 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 I try to explain it. I try to bring it into the youth where I train, where I just try to change the game and try to help him and see what what ideas I have and is it possible to put to put them on on the field so you met a Troy McCarroll on the course an MSD yeah. mentee and then and then Define Sports has been developed and and has kicked off so can you can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind Define um Define was always something what I had in my head in the in the same time I played to be honest I was always thinking about having in the sports agency and in, in, in helping developing, helping kids coming from America, making the step, maybe going overseas, maybe staying here. But in general sport, then I took in as a package. First was just soccer, but then I talked with a couple of people and I said, why you not let it just open and say it's not only soccer, it's more sport and entertainment. So and, and, and then it sounds so good. And I was like, yeah, I like it. I want to do that so I can do every sport what I want to do in and uh, and so I I had the idea, and and then I met Troy in 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 Ireland. What was like really funny, but we met through a friend, and and I jumped on the course like I would say like maybe a week before the course started. And one of my friends he called me, who was my instructor for the US Soccer Federation's license, and then he said, I I know you want to go and do the the way if I want. There's one in in Ireland where one of my friends is on that course, and maybe we can reach out. So. He talked to him to to Troy, and then we got emails. I text an email to Nigel Best, and so they accept me. And then I came in, and then that was where we connected and, and said, "Hey, blah blah, okay." We, and then we knew each other. We had a good week out there, uh, two weeks, and then came back. And then I had to go to to Kansas City to make some work, and with the U.S. Soccer Federation license. And um, and then I talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, you can come out. You can hang out in my." Um, at my house and then so I went out there in the time then I stayed at his house we got closer and closer then he came to my house he stayed at my house we did like the license we did the, the coaching course for the for the B license and stuff and then there was like then that bonding like where you feel like something goes together and um and, and then I saw him sitting in Kansas City and everything you know and um we we, we talked and, and I asked him I said I have this idea and this is what I want to do and and I want I know you want to stay in in soccer you want to do something while I see him he's coaching he's doing all this this stuff and he's if you see it from other way he's a real smart boy and um he's almost has has his doctor and everything so I said why not give him an opportunity you know it's um we start by zero and if he if he's hungry and, and, and willing to 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 push for that to help to make that company big it's then I give him his percentage of it and um and he's uh, he's an owner too. And uh, the the end goal is for me. I always say my end goal real is I want to coach at one point, you know. But I I like agency and I like to help and build something up for him 
where he's then uh, a boss and then maybe my son comes who's at 17 but he's he's already in the company too he's doing stuff there so that he can take over in one point so in 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 i can concentrate completely on soccer and um that's so how we 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 connected and and yeah so far it's it's good and um he's now here he moved out to la that there was a signal for me too that he's really willing to to do something and in 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 pushing for that and um when yet is yet it step by step and, and and see where it's going just take a quick break there youth coaches think about some of your biggest challenges one that i hear frequently is simply the amount of time that you have with your players have you ever finished a session only to realize that you didn't progress to the point that you would hope to that challenge is exactly why we're excited about the work being done by sports lab 360 a company with a great backstory and an even better product as a coach you can use the platform to make assignments focused on specific tactical principles put in custom notes and then track progress and scoring of your players. Coaches who have used the program report more productivity and progression in training and players not only arriving more educated, but also with a greater desire to learn and grow on the soccer IQ side of the game. Sports Lab 360 are excited to offer Modern Soccer Coach listeners 15% off club or team subscription with the code ROADSHOWPROMO1 or send them a note and tell them that Gary has sent you to get an extra week on your free trial. Back to Jermaine. It seems like today that we're moving away from the Jerry Maguire agents doing contracts basically and instead more agencies, more specialists that are molding the players into brands. Do you see that? Um, I think at the end, it's, it's just the, the, the biggest point on the truth is that through social media, you have a complete different outcome of how you want to be, right? Back in the days, it was just like agents were there just to to represent you on your contract deals with the teams where you played. And then a couple ones were around, but then you had to be really, really good to have, have some uh, sponsorings and endorsements, right? And, and, and this time now, it's just completely changed where you have that whole social media platform where you can just reach and people see and like everybody everybody is like for for us now we can say everybody's a star right and everybody has a chance to go through social media and get famous and this is where now an agent can come in and, and you have way bigger platform to go out and see just uh we say if somebody's maybe we, we say like this you had a player who maybe is not good on the field right back in the days he would never play where he's not good on the field but this time now he don't have to be 100% that good, but he's maybe a nice-looking guy, so he's on social media. We say Instagram, and he's, he's, he has 2 million followers, but he plays in Barcelona, but he plays not a minute. But still, he can make with his agent. If he has a smart agent, he can go out and he can reach different sponsorings and all stuff that he makes good money. And that was back in the days where no, there would be no chance. So you had to just concentrate on your player, what you had, and hoping that he's one of the best in, in the game so that you can make your money. So that's... The whole the whole picture changed, yeah. I just finished up Michael Calvin's book, State of Play, and he talked about, you know, the industry, football, the changes, the money, but he talked specifically about Oliver Bierhoff working alongside Klinsman and Yogi Lowe to create a culture that complemented the entrepreneurial nature of the modern player. And he said, The most important thing for me is to check the player's mentality. The new generation does not want to execute. They want to shape things themselves, understand and tackle challenges. You mentioned the social media 
changing? How much is business, is coaching changing along with that? Do we need to change? Yeah, yeah. I think we have to. We have to change. And um, take the take the two coaches now. What I say, Pep Guardiola, and take Mourinho. And I tell you, I would say Mourinho is not one piece. Uh, uh, or we say different. Like uh, Pep Guardiola is not one piece better than Mourinho. I think they're the same level. They both have access and they win so many titles. But I think it's what is now the struggle is for Mourinho. Mourinho is not a guy maybe who hugs you and gives you that feeling that you kind of different way that that you family than 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 Pep Guardiola, right? That's two completely different styles. But Pep Guardiola has have maybe find that feeling that um, being in Spain, coming from Spain, that you know a lot of people have that. Um, uh, right now, the young ones, especially, they want that more touchable and like hugs and like oh you're the best and all this stuff and in in back in the day it's like look the teams where Mourinho had that was like Corona's man like personalities strong personalities you don't have to do really something he what he did is like taking the pressure away from Chelsea when when they had the best time and now in Manchester I think he's she's he's he's talking against the wall when he got like a truck like a drug bar or like or the other guys like all the guy the young ones so then, then it starts getting problems where all them, they break under like two strong coaches. And I think Mourinho was way too strong for him, uh, for most of them, just from his personality. And um, in, in this young boys, they want to be on, on Instagram. They want to make the dabs. They want to do all this. And I think that's something what not fits in 100% to Mourinho. Yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated by... I even met a, a coach who works at a really high level at the convention and without us even going along this path, we talked about a specific player and the coach talked about how the player was more interested in, in Twitter followers. And I think as an older generation of coaches, which I'm probably now in, we now see or we're worried about the player being distracted or less focused on their soccer. But can you give us a little bit of insight how that may not be the case? It is pretty easy. I'll give you this. If the player, if I'm the coach and you play every game, you play good and you concentrate and all that, I don't have a problem with social media. But if this social media stuff goes back into your quality that you lose, your style of play, then I have to sit down and have to discuss with you what is the issue and what is the problem. But um, the first place, this is what I said, we in a generation now where social media is so big in 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 why if they're doing stuff in their private life in 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 private where they are not on the training facility and stuff like that i don't think it's a business for me what as a coach to know what they have to do you know i tell them what to do at the end i can give him maybe if there's some stuff where they're posting you feel like it's not comfortable then you can tell them mm, i don't know but but it, in the moment they step on the training facility and I see that they, they would do stuff and then, then I would be maybe say, okay, you know what? An hour before you don't have to post something from the bus when we drive into the game. Concentrate on yourself and then that's a different situation. But all the other stuff, I don't I don't think so. It doesn't really affect, affect something. Do you think it's hard for players to express themselves to be creative today because it, it, it has got much more 
football has got more much more mechanical over the past 10 years in terms of defensive systems and we all must do this and we all must do that and you know it's it's it seems to be coming a more harder for players to stand out and be themselves and express themselves do you think it's harder for players to like to to be themselves in a team environment yeah it, of course if you have strong personality you can you can be it you can do it but there's not any more that much personalities out there where they're just seen it and they know that every time you step out and you say something what is not maybe on, on the same page what what the other guys say or the club, then uh, maybe you're right, but they know it will have an uh, effect on on you playing career. So maybe they say like, okay, I'm not going out and say something. You know, I'm 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 just taking it. I've seen it that it's not wrong normally, but I'm not. It's not my business. That that's a lot. A lot of generation now is doing this, but um, you know, at the end, if you have access and you're playing good teams and good clubs. Why you want to risk it to say something if you if you want to say it after in 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 at home or some talking with people then do it you don't have to say it always public pogba let's talk about pogba what well, yeah i mean how would you if if he's in your agency then how would you advise him in terms of his brand or, or when does the player's brand become too big that they've got to get the football right if that makes sense um with him, it's the same. Like I, 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 I think I would be, and this is something what I wanted to say with my agency too. Is like when when everything is like hundred percent, we have like a, a a base kind of that we can say we can bring somebody in who's running social media for all the clients, and um, that would be something where I would go definitely and say, you know what, Paul, um, let let us run it to holidays. And then when holidays is, you can go to LA, you can do all the stuff you want to do, but let us run us through the season. You will have the chance to go in, but if you want to post something, let us know so that we know what's going on. Right? The, the, the issue with that is, with social media especially, is you can't, we said like you post something today, and then in three weeks you're not playing good, and people were st- still talking about that and saying that he's too much on social media. You know, and, and maybe this has nothing to do with each other, but that's how it is in, in, in sport. And then people around you, they will, they will start to talk. Right? At the end, it's a team sport, you know. And, and, and sometimes it's not only on one person winning and losing, like in, when you're the, the main character and you have to play tennis or something. If you do this and you lose, nobody cares. Everybody says, okay. But if, if you're the highest paid player in your team and everything, and, and, but then you, you're not playing the same level you can play, but everybody sees you on social media dabbing in, in LA and all kind of stuff. Yeah, then of course teammates will be like, yeah, but he's not playing good. It doesn't matter, you know. So you have to be careful. And um, that's, that's something what I would definitely say to clients for myself that um, that we run there till it comes a little bit down. Players are getting so much money today that they're outsourcing a lot of their physical work, physical they're getting personal trainers or they're getting massage therapists you're recommending that they get someone to look after their social media are we at a stage where a player might need a little bit more help on the psychology side or how do you view that i would say why why not but why not if you see it from this like i think the most biggest clubs they have people around there they're 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 just doing this with the with the players and in um 
just to see why we had we had it we had it in Sch- I remember being Schalke we had one who's where you have to go and you can talk and all kind of stuff and um of course you you, you have to understand with with having all this nice stuff with social media and all kind of stuff there's the downside too in uh we have a lot of pressure in this whole career when you play especially as higher you go there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure in front of fans there's in um in in definitely people can always help when you have somebody where you can go and talk do you think you can build a brand today without social media i i think you can but it's definitely definitely harder than with with social media it's if you just be honest like it's if you look around on social media there's some people they 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 really don't really don't do anything <laughs> and yeah it's 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 unbelievable but that's the truth and they 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 made it to instagram fame to make money and live a good life like if you will go back in the days no instagram no social media we had myspace and facebook there there were no chance to do all that stuff you had to do something to be uh famous a good sport or i don't know different jobs where you can an actor or something but um just going on an instagram and, and creating like a profile and taking pictures and everything and then you get paid for that that's i would say that's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> does it become cooler in five to ten years of you know are we the celebrity culture even in sports is that going to have an impact on our development of players are young players going to prefer to to play the video game instead of playing on the in their clubs oh no i don't think there's an issue you don't think don't, so no i don't think so i think it's uh, it will be i i can see it a different way like that in in 5 10 years it's social media especially instagram is not anymore that high and then people people will wake up people will be like oh wow you know why we have so many through social media fame what what exactly you said before is what happens if social media is not there anymore like what is that the people do what jobs they have they most of them have no job and um but in sports just to say i want to be cristiano and then take a couple pictures and stuff i don't think you can be cristiano if you don't work hard you know so that that's the first step what what he did to come that big and um but of course there's some people out um what was the kid um i think he played for iceland in in the world cup in and i think he had 40,000 then he got subbed into the game and then after world cup he had 2 million followers on instagram and uh why all the girls liked him and, and everybody said he's so sexy and looks good and yeah and, and then after this he he i think he made more money with with the social media than he made on the teams where he played. Wow. You know, that is, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You always want to promote, or you always would like to promote that, that the game is going to be more valuable to grow, to grow through than Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I, I would definitely, my, for my clients, it doesn't matter what sport I will always tell them you have to have the Instagram is like the easiest platform in contact with your fans, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you understand how to handle the Instagram or the, the social media in general, you can grow your your name worldwide and that's something 
what the biggest guys do now. Like if you see Cristiano, if you see LeBron James in basketball, Odell in football, they're, they're traveling the world now to to connect with their fans. They're going China, they're going everywhere. And then they have this 100 million followers or 40, 50 million followers. Why they get followed by everywhere. It's not only the teams where they play. And, um, and that's something what you have to sit down and you have to make a PowerPoint with the client, what what sport in general what they play, and then go over what the deals with the contracts, what kind of sponsorings we can attach to it, what will fit, and then and then of course how how far you want to reach, how far you want to go with you with your name. And there's some clients that say, you know, I'm I, I want to stay private and I just concentrate on my sport. And then some they say, uh, whatever whatever we can do, whatever we can have, um, I would like to yeah see what what comes and that's i think is something what it's exciting in especially as a as a an agent or manager that you can you can you can build a brand from from the start to to the end what's your thoughts on this reality going inside the game like the sunderland show and juventus the netflix what what's your thoughts on that move in the game in a different place to where the you know you see a little bit more of the player and the player becomes a little bit more accessible. Is that something that you'd be in favor of someone doing, or do you think you know it encroaches a little bit too much on their work? Um, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. We had it. They asked us if they, they wanted to do it for like I don't know which one it was, a World Cup or something. But then we said everyone, most of the guys said they don't want it. Mm. Why the risk? The risk on that whole thing is it can be an amazing show, but. Who's, who guarantees that everyone is the same really on that show then, you know? Do you know that there's a camera the whole time around you and um, so you will never be yourself and risk that through going to a season where you don't know what happens, where the outcome is, is open. So, no, if I'm a coach, I want to be concentrated on my, my outcome and say this is the goal and we have to do everything to to limit uh, the noises from outside and, and not create noises with like a whole team is around me to film a shoot, you know. So we say like if you make it on your own TV show and on your own station, you reach just your fans. But if you like Man City, put it on Netflix or Apple TV or something like that, yeah, they they know they're reaching. They're not reaching just their fans. They're reaching random people who just want to see what's going on, you know. So you get a way higher number and. There's higher the number, so more money you get. You mentioned then about at the start with the agency about giving giving players the opportunities to to kind of do a little bit of traveling and playing in different countries. We know that the Spanish player brings the flair and the intelligence and etc. And the Brazilian players. What do you think the U.S. player brings to a, a different culture when they travel abroad? I think what what the typical American what they would bring is always. They're really honest and straight hard workers. So you know the the physicalities and like the the, 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 the strings and all kind of stuff that will be there. Like we rebuilding uh in general sports guys, rebuilding or girls, we're building good. Now we have to find the last little bit piece on it to make it better in there sometimes maybe they have to go overseas to get that last edge on it and, and, and get better. But you can see all the guys who went over, you get hard workers, really good guys. And um, then English is normally easy to attach in, in every country. So 
they don't have really problems to to adjust really early and um i i'm i'm a i'm i'm seeing like a big future coming for for our for our country in soccer and um this is why i want to be a part of it and in in i i discussed or i talked with different clubs in germany i had had a, a last talk with uh, Freddy Bobich from Eintracht Frankfurt and they're really interested to do something here in um why they see in the market is it's growing and growing and um in 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 people who ask me I tell them there's I've been to the youth academies and, and I I watched a lot of sports the last years and then and I I tell the guys I said here's here's big numbers of good quality players and for them the young players who are 16 17 that are in these academies what you for someone who has played both Europe and MLS international football world cups what's your advice to that 16 17 year old here in the US so the four, my, my my biggest point is always i say have fun on the game right that's that's why that that's why you came already that far why you do enjoy the game so why in the moment you signed your first professional contract you will learn as quick as possible that it's not any more fun it's work so Till you signed it, enjoy the game. Be passionate. Like, don't think about being professional. Just enjoy it, and then you will see who has the quality and not. Work hard. Why well, I've been through it, and I saw that there were a bunch of players that had more talent, but they were lazy and they were like letting go. And and at the end, they never made it. So, if you're 16, you want to be professional, be professional first. And that means work hard, do all this other kind of stuff. And if you do that. And you have the quality, and you have the talent. You you will make it, but don't don't um don't go to too much and look like what Cristiano is doing or somebody. At the end, it's like you have to love the game. That's how easy it is. Brilliant. Too easy wants to finish off. Then best player you played with? I would say Raúl. Oh wow! He wasn't fast, was he? No, he was not fast. But I tell you, when this guy is in front of the box. He had not a hard, like a strong shot or something, but he's unbelievable. I tell you, for me, it was I played with Berbatov, I played with Huntela, I played with with Raul Jefferson Fafan, I played with with Mesut, I played with Manuel Neuer. I played. There's a lot of good names I can throw out, but <laughs> but I, if I just look a guy who comes to Schalke with 36, 37 almost, and kills it with goals, where you like that's unbelievable. This is not. I don't want to see him when he was 18 or 19. What What was he like day to day in training? He was a. Uh, say it this way, I I played with most of the guys and all the guys who like really up there. I always call them and I said they're always like divas, right? <laughs> but in general, like they're all. Uh, he was a good guy. He worked hard. He came. He tried always the best what he can do. Mm. Yeah. And then last one, best player you played against. This will be good. Best player I played against. Best player I played against. Messi. What was your strategy against him? Just don't come on YouTube or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just all the guys you play against them, you know, hey, that can be for life. If you kids can come say, Granddad, I saw you on YouTube. Yeah. You don't want that, you know? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Jermaine, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and look forward to keeping up with Define and and, uh, and following the journey for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Jermaine for his time and his insight there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. 
yeah as much as I would love to chat about Klinsman and the players role and the players that he played against and, and his experiences there I find it really really fascinating obviously on that sports branding social media side because I think that's impacting the game in ways that we're maybe not 100% aware of at the minute because we've never obviously experienced them before so as a coach and as a parent I look at the way I was brought up and the values that were instilled to me and they were instilled by family values I got them at school I got them in community I got them in soccer as well when I went and watched my local team play they had to play a certain way they had to they were paid players so they had to present themselves in a way that they cared with basic things like work rate energy desire all that good stuff but what that did to me I think was program my mind to value the same set of values and then when I became a coach I looked at it the same way. Now, as a parent especially, I am really, really cautious of what my children are going to be influenced by when they pick up their phones and their iPads and whatever is coming next, because Jermaine's absolutely right. People are becoming famous in the world for not doing an awful lot of work. I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, but it's quite scary whenever you look at it from a young person's eyes today and they see that there. And if they associate fame and money with success then we might have a problem with motivation levels we might have a problem connecting with people we might be the awkward old person who talks about the good old days and that would be a real shame so I suppose what I'm looking to do is to try and see where that's going to go and maybe try and guess in some ways what it's going to go and then try and see how coaches can connect with that there in different ways that I think coaches in the youth game can connect by getting on the phones and getting apps on the phone I think that can help influence them that can help re redirect maybe their goals towards soccer rather than a certain app that they're getting games from or watching funny videos all day I think that's important and I think then having role models that constantly talk about work rate that talk, constantly talk about these values that were instilled with me those are the people that I am gravitating towards these days just to see uh, where it's going and how it's going to be done. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I know it's a topic that we haven't really talked an awful lot about, but social media is, is a big thing and it's new. And I think it's going to be a big, big influence on coaching and life in, in the next few years to come. So yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. At Gary Kareen on Twitter, at Gary Kareen on Instagram. Always appreciate you listening to the podcast. Have a great week. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.